The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. Use your sanctified imagination. I want you to go with me back in time 2,000 years and stand over in the corner in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night that Judas led that mob of people into the garden to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to look around for just a moment, would you please? And, and it's not that I want you to pay so much attention to the geography of the place or the lay of the land. I want you to look at the characters who are there. Who's in the garden? Well, obviously Jesus is there. He's been there praying. His, his disciples are there. We know that. Judas is there. We've talked about that recently. There's a mob of people. But look over in the corner, would you please? Look at that young man in the corner. Who is that? Who is that stranger in the garden? As we journeyed with Jesus into Mark chapter 14, we found ourselves on that fateful night of our Lord's arrest. And the Bible says in verse 46, And they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of them that stood by drew a sword and smote a servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Are you come out as against a thief with swords and with staves to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled." In one of the other gospel records, we learn that Jesus reattached that man's ear, told Peter to put his sword up. Remember, the wrath of man uh, produces not the righteousness of God. And so, this is not the time to, to lash out at people. It's beautiful to see Jesus is coming out of the place of prayer. And He has God and God's glory on Him. The power of God. My friend, when you've been in the prayer closet, you can face Whatever you have to face, and instead of responding in a fleshly way, you can respond in the Spirit. And then the utter disappointment of verse 50, and they all forsook him and fled. So basically there's chaos, there's confusion in the garden. You've got people arresting Jesus, you've got disciples scurrying and hurrying away and trying to find a place to hide. And then there's the stranger. Did you ever notice these verses in Mark chapter 14? It's the only place that this is found in any of the gospel records Mark 14, verse 51 says, And there followed him a certain young man, having a linen cloth cast about his naked body. And the young men laid hold on him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Now, isn't that an odd thing to put in this record? Why would that be in Mark chapter number 14? Who is this stranger in the garden? It's not Peter. We've identified him. It's not Judas. It's not... One of the other regular disciples, they've all forsaken him and fled. It's not one of the soldiers because the soldiers are trying to apprehend this young man. He's an anonymous young man. He's unnamed to us in Scripture. And yet, notice in the context who records the story. Mark does. Remember John Mark is the one, uh, this protege of the disciple Simon Peter, who's writing this account. And most Bible teachers believe that this young man in the garden is nothing less than a brief snapshot of a very young Mark. Mark here, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us a little insight, a little biographical information about himself being there on the night of Jesus' arrest. That's a powerful thought. What was he doing in the garden? Why does the Holy Spirit choose to put him in the Bible? Well, notice the Bible says, there followed him a certain young man. 
This young man, whether it's John Mark or another, is a young man who's following Jesus. But he's following from a distance. He's, he's observing at a safe distance what's going on. You can imagine that night that Judas and the mob must have made quite a stir coming out of the old city of Jerusalem with their torches and their swords and their spears chasing down Jesus like a common criminal or like an animal being cornered somewhere. Jesus is standing there waiting on them all along. They didn't take his life. He laid his life down that night. And yet, there's no doubt people who are interested in following along. And there's this young man trailing along into the garden to observe what will happen. And many people believe that this is a picture of John Mark who began simply out of curiosity, just coming to see what was going on. And then we see him turning and running like all the rest of the disciples did, but in the end, becoming the very same man who under inspiration of the Holy Spirit will write, this gospel record according to Mark, who becomes a true follower of Jesus, who didn't just follow him to a point, he kept on following. Isn't that what really following Jesus is all about? It's not just coming after Christ, it's keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on following Jesus. Would you notice these beautiful steps in the life of this young man? First of all, we see him as a curious young man. Some people are content to just be curious. They never cross the line. They never... They never go beyond that. They're just gaining information. They know about Jesus, but they don't know Him. They observe events, but they have no real experience, personal experience with God. Oh, could I say to you, maybe you've been curious for a long time, asking questions and reading books and interested, but it's all intellectual. My friend, it has to be personal. You need to cross the line with Jesus today. Go beyond simply asking questions. Get to know the answer yourself. His name is Jesus Christ. The second snapshot we have of this stranger in the garden is not only as a curious young man, but as a cowardly young man. Because the Bible says they tried to apprehend him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. He's, he's getting away. He doesn't want to get arrested. He doesn't want to get caught up in the mayhem and, and somebody think he's with Jesus. And so just like Peter and all the rest of the disciples, he flees away. I'm thinking now of that proverb that says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth but the righteous are bold as a lion. You know, the reality is they weren't pursuing this young man. He just happened to be there as a bystander. They wondered who he was. And yet he's fleeing. He's running. Why? Because he's not yet truly committed to Jesus Christ. There will come a moment that this curious young man, this cowardly young man, will become a committed young man. He will be the John Mark of Acts chapter 12 and 13, who will go on the missionary journeys with the Apostle Paul and later with Barnabas. He will be the John Mark that Paul wrote of in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 11 and say, Bring Mark. He's profitable to me for the ministry. He will be the John Mark that will write down under inspiration of the Holy Spirit the events that are recorded in this gospel record we're studying our way through. And what inauspicious beginnings. What, a, what an unusual, unique start we have in this young man's life just a stranger standing over in the corner of the garden wondering what this is all about. Perhaps to this point you've been a bystander, a spectator, and not a participant. Perhaps you've been observing all of this, but it's really not been real to you. My pastor used to say that nothing is real until it is personal. I wonder, is your relationship with Jesus Christ personal to you? Is your stand for Christ personal to you? Are you willing to stand boldly only when everybody else is standing, but when others flee, you flee away also? Or are you willing to take your stand with Jesus Christ, no matter what Judas or what the world may bring against you? 
I tell you, my friend, we need an army of marks who are willing to stand up and speak out and be counted in our generation, who are willing to say, look, I'm going to cross the line with God and I'm going to go all the way with Jesus Christ. There are a lot of interesting characters in this story. There's Judas and there's Peter and there's Jesus, of course, and there's all the rest of the disciples. But my imagination is captured by the young man in Mark chapter 14, verses 51 and 52, to think that God in His grace and mercy would take such a young man who just grabbed his bed sheet in the middle of the night and threw it around his body and followed at a distance to see what all the stir in the garden was about, would take that young man and use him to pen Holy Scripture and then to make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ. I tell you, on the authority of the Word of God, I don't care who you are or how little you think about what God could do with your life, God is able, Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or even think according to His power that works in you. Let His power work in you today. Let Jesus Christ be real in you and through your life. Come to Jesus. Trust Him as your Savior. Then commit your whole life to Him. Give the rest of your days, however long that may be, to being a true follower of Jesus Christ and telling others about Him. My friend, if you will serve the Lord, you will see God at work in your life. I'm so looking forward to meeting John Mark when we get to heaven someday. I want to ask him for sure, is this you? Is this you? But whoever it is, it's a young man that had to learn that Jesus is not simply to be observed. He's to be followed. Would you be one of his true followers today? It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today. Thank you.